1: Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jennifer Langosh, who covers the Cardinals for MLB.com. And Jen, we are just a few days away from the winter meetings in Las Vegas, and moves are starting to happen around the league. So we're going to start the Cardinals podcast off with a little bit of a broader topic because all of these moves that are being made right now do and will impact the Cardinals in some way. We may not ever see it physically, but they do impact the everyone else's trading um, decisions. So let's start with the Mariners and the Mets. The Mariners sent uh, Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz, who is... Probably one of the best youngest closers in the game right now. He set a Mariners record for all-time saves. Uh, They're heading over to the Mets, so stacking the NL East a little bit more. And then we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, December or Tuesday, December fourth. And Patrick Corbin just decided he was going to go to Washington DC, play for the Nationals, join a pretty stacked rotation with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, he got 6 years 140 million so kind of setting the table for top end of the line um, starting pitchers and doing that. And so the NL East as of today is is a force to be reckoned with and we'll get to that A little bit later but now this leads me to the rest of the table and the names that are being chatted about because we have been chatting about Paul Goldschmidt now for I think three weeks and Bryce Harper as well and the chatter is starting to pick up about Goldschmidt and heading to the Cardinals so We'll talk about that and then let's talk about Harper because I know he hung out with Nelly the other day, but he was at a Nelly concert with Chris Bryant of the Cubs. So people were talking about that and trying to play into that scenario, but let's, let's go back to now how much closer are the Cardinals and Paul Goldschmidt to fortifying this deal?
2: Yeah, I don't know, Danny, if they're close, but it's an ongoing conversation. Now, the Cardinals, let's remember, are kind of working probably on 10 parallel tracks right now yeah. as far as different pursuits. And, you know, we're, we're not going to see most of those pan out. You do hope one or two of them do. But, you know, he remains an intriguing figure for this organization. I mean, he's a transformative offensive player. You add him into the middle of your lineup as, say, a number three hole hitter. He instantly makes your offense one of the best in the National League. That's the one side of it. The flip side, though, is what the cost is for the Cardinals, which is, of course, cost in terms of talent. How much do the Cardinals have to give up um, as far as prospects are concerned? And then the risk of only getting him for one year before he's a free agent. And I think that's the point, d mm-hmm. that really that has the Cardinals tied up even more than the prospect cost, because we've seen the Cardinals be willing to deal prospects before. They did it a couple years ago for Jason Hayward, giving up two first-round picks for only a one-year guarantee. They did it last year for Marcelo Zuna giving up some some top 100 prospects. But this is an organization that knows how to replenish that prospect pool really well. So I think if they you know are looking at what they'd have to give up, I think that's all replaceable. To me, the bigger question is, do you go all in for 2019 with Paul Goldschmidt knowing that he may walk next year? And then what position does it put your organization in a year from now when you already know you're going to have Marcelo Zuna Michael Walker, and Miles Michaelis, among others, uh, becoming free agents. So that's what the Cardinals have to decide. Do they bet on themselves and hope bringing Paul Goldschmidt in increases their chances to sign him long-term? That's part of the calculus as well. Um, But this is kind of what the, the discussions are going and i think now that we're near the winter meetings we're going to start to see some clarity in this and perhaps even some movement in this market
1: yeah and jen i love the article you wrote if you haven't read it yet head to cardinals.com to check that out but basically you wrote about the goldschmidt sweepstakes and you wrote this to deal or not to deal type article and i basically pictured myself you know ripping off flower petals like to to love paul goldschmidt to not love paul goldschmidt type thing and in the end when i was reading this the biggest red flag for me was was the short term fix um, when it comes to the Cardinals, who always seem to be a team, maybe before last year, that, that are looking to guys to be there for, for the long term. They obviously love their homegrown talent, but um, they don't normally just pick up guys for just to plug the hole type thing. So I, I really liked the article that, that you wrote on him.
2: Thanks. And yeah, and I think, you know, that's the concern for the Cardinals. So one reason they feel like they have to go after a high impact bat is because they haven't developed one recently in their system. Well, You can solve that by having a Band-Aid fix for the next year. But then we're going to be, again, here 12 months from now talking about the same issues, perhaps even more magnified because you'd be losing Marcel Ozuna as well. So in a perfect world, I think the Cardinals would like to bring in somebody who can be a face of the franchise, a cornerstone piece to build around as you have some of these other players that have been a part of the core for many years kind of on their way out. And that's not what Paul Goldschmidt is. Again, nobody is arguing that he doesn't make your team better for 2019. I think you add him and you're instantly talking about the team and the Cardinals that would expect to be in the postseason. But the Cardinals are not just forecasting for one year. They like to forecast three, five, seven, eight years out. And so that's where it does become a little more dicey.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And so this leads me to the next topic, which is Bryce Harper, because if they get Paul Goldschmidt, does that deplete the money they were going to use to potentially go after Bryce Harper? I know um, that there were there were talks of some meetings going on. I know Nellie was uh, advocating for him as well. So uh, St. Louis is is hot on the trail. But if let's say in a um, hypothetical, if they get Paul Goldschmidt, do they still get Bryce Harper?
2: I mean, they could. And the reason I say that is because it kind of is is two different costs, right? I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is going to cost you in terms of prospects, but it's not going to cost you a lot of money. I mean, it's a $14.5 million deal that he has for next year. And again, then he's a free agent. So you're not tying your hands at all on the financial side. So you very much have the financial flexibility within this organization to go make a bolder move. Of course, that bolder move could be Bryce Harper, which a lot of Cardinal fans hope it is. So could they do both? Absolutely, they could. Do I expect it? No, probably not. I mean, the Bryce Harper sweepstakes is going to be a very uncomfortable one for the Cardinals. I think we know that. And if they were. Say to be able to land Paul Goldschmidt, maybe they don't feel like they have to then go big for another bat. Maybe perhaps they they allocate those finances more toward the pitching side and really augmenting the bullpen, finding a closer and some back end relief talent. So, I mean, you talk about kind of the celebratory offseason. Cardinal fans would love. I mean, getting Paul Goldschmidt and Bryce Harper would be otherworldly. Um, <laughs> possible you get me excited but i jen. wouldn't i wouldn't go to vegas putting your money
1: on it okay all right well we are going to vegas soon but uh i won't be, i won't be putting my money on that but before we get to vegas one more thing chasen and shreve and the cardinals agreed to terms for the 2019 season uh he's a lefty reliever so what's his, what's his impact for
2: this coming season jen yeah, I mean, the Cardinals really, very, at the very basic level, they need left-handed relievers who can get left-handed hitters out. And that's one of the things that really they stumbled with last year. I mean, we've seen the Brett Cecil investment really not pay out. Um, you've seen kind of, you know, Kevin Seagrass come and go, Tyler Lyons come and go. Jason Shreve is a guy that they traded for midseason, thought he could fill that role. He is the guy, you know, Cardinal fans now remember they gave up Luke Voigt for, and we all saw what Luke Voigt did for the Yankees down the stretch, so that stung But, you know, he's a guy who the Cardinals, you know, got to sign for just under a million dollars. There's not a huge financial investment there. The key for Chasen is going to be being able to keep the ball in the ballpark and sounds very simple, but he has been bitten by the home run ball. And again, is he a left hander who can step up in this bullpen? The Cardinals certainly hope so.
1: Okay. And now on to Vegas, because this is the thing we
2: really want to talk about.
1: You're going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be in Vegas. It's my first time there, Jen, and my second winter meeting. So I'll be a little more calm. My head will be on a swivel, I'm sure. But I'm excited because I feel like everyone's kind of setting the table right now, and we're going to see a couple of big things go down. But as far as the Cardinals' wish list, uh, because whatever happens in Vegas is not going to stay there, Jen. It's going to get out. What What do you think the Cardinals have to do there? What do they have to get done?
2: I mean they're two priorities remain the same one a is getting that big offensive bat to change the dynamic of your lineup and one b is is supplementing the current bullpen you know the relievers that you have with some other help so again they're working on different tracks to be able to identify players that could fit those needs but those are really kind of the areas of concern for the cardinals and you know speaking to the first one as far as impact bats there's not many available so i mean there is a sense of urgency to really you know have the cardinal's define if they're in this Bryce Harper sweepstakes and if they are how uncomfortable are they willing to be and if not, do they pivot to Paul Goldschmidt and make it an offer that's so competitive the Arizona Diamondbacks can't turn it down I think at some point they're really going to have to decide which of those two paths is, is the most tenable for this organization because quite frankly if you miss out on those two players I mean, yes, you can go down to kind of the next tier, but does that dramatically change the look of your offense? I would argue that it doesn't. And so, you know, that would be the biggest concern for the Cardinals to be coming back with an offense that kind of replicates what this year's was. Okay. All right, Jen. I know you're going to have your eyes and
1: ears um, on a swivel as well, trying to keep a – a pulse on what the Cardinals might do because it's going to get exciting. I know no matter what they decide to do, I think, um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to do something. And and then we're going to be excited about it. We're going to tweet about it and all that good stuff. So Jen, thank you so much as always for your time. I can't wait to see you next week.
2: I look forward to it, Danny, and we can be on the lookout for Nelly as well. And maybe we'll get a <laughs> scoop from him while we're out in Vegas.
1: That's right. Okay, with Jen Langosh, maybe Nelly next week. I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or